maybe it's the things that we're giving them that's the reason why they're not compliant. And we've talked a lot about this in the past, like what are the root cause behaviors, what are their motivators, what are the personalities, there's a lot to this. Hi, I'm Scott Schutte. And I'm Dr. Janine Steester. Welcome to Becoming the Ultimate Coach with the Jock. And the Doc. We are here to disrupt some of the current thinking around how the fitness industry approaches clients. Our goal is to educate and inspire fitness professionals to get the results, income, hours, and career that they want and deserve. Our combined experience in education in psychology and fitness create a new insight on ways to become the ultimate coach. Welcome to Becoming the Ultimate Coach. I'm the Jock. This is the Doc. And today we're going to be talking about the non-compliant client. And the reason why we're bringing this up today is we just got back from a conference uh, two weeks ago. And at one point during someone's talks, uh, someone in the stands raised their hand and asked the speaker uh, who was talking about coaching uh, different individuals of like, what do you do when a client is non-compliant? And the answer that he gave was, well, you need to either hold their feet to the fire or you need to cut them loose. So we have a little bit more to that answer than that. Now, there will be a time that you need to challenge people and like hold their feet to the fire. I'm not saying that that's not a part of it. There will be a, a, a time that um, depending on your business and your model and who you're working with and your personality, you might need to cut someone loose. If someone's toxic to the people around them or even to you, like you might need to cut them loose. But there's a lot of room in between and that's what we're going to really break down today. Janine's going to get into depth on of maybe it's the things that we're giving them that's the reason why they're not compliant. And we've talked a lot about this in the past, like what are their root cause behaviors, what are their motivators, what are the personalities, there's a lot to this. So Janine, kind of dive into why this person might be non-compliant. Sure. And, and you touched upon a couple parts, and I want to kind of go back to a few of those and then extend. One of the first things I always you know, encourage people to do is think about what's, what's the goal that you've discussed with this client. So for example, if a client is not all that goal-oriented, they just want to come, have a good workout, leave, and they're pretty happy with that, and they're not asking for more, as a, as a fitness coach, you might be giving more suggestions or giving more thoughts to them like, oh, you could do this, you could do this, and they're not following through in part because it's just not anything that they want to change. And they're pretty happy with what's going on. And we, of course, all want to always add more value. And so we're trying to think about how can we support this person. And they may be really just fine with where they're at. And so kind of remembering that. Are they asking for goals? Are they interested in certain things? Or do they seem pretty content? So that's that, that one client that may be non-compliant because you're just giving them stuff they don't need or want at the time. They probably need it. Then the other part of it is, is that um, we may be giving strategies that we know are good things overall, but are not fitting that person's um, lifestyle, their motivators, and, um, and really fitting their goal and, and what their current behaviors serve them. And we've talked about this before with the EATS model of looking at root causes and are people engaging in certain behaviors or have certain needs because they need to escape from their day, they need some connection with others, um, they just have worked hard and they feel like they deserve something, or it just feels good and it's comforting and soothing. And so that's our kind of EATS model. And, and again, it's looking at that root cause. And so what might be happening is we're giving a lot of great strategies, 
but they're not actually matching those root cause. So once again, if I want to connect with people and I tend to maybe go out to eat a little bit more or drink a little bit more on weekends or certain times um, than is supporting my weight loss goal, then us saying, hey, stop doing that or just do less of that without helping them find another way to connect with their individuals that they're wanting to um, have, it's gonna be really, really hard for them. So I think that's a big part of looking at this issue. Yeah, the first part she talked about, I have a great example of this this previous month or this current month, is a client that uh, sentenced me her weight on the um, the Monday of each week because her goal when she first comes in, she wants to lose weight and we have strategies in place and she sends me a weight weekly. And she started at 149 and then she is down to 143 and it's been 143 for like three weeks in a row. And so the question I asked her, I was like, hey, you know, it's the holiday season, are you, are you wanting to still make some progress forward or you want to hold where you're at right now and still enjoy some of these other holiday activities and not really stress about it. And then at the beginning of the year, we can reestablish and kind of see where we want to go from there. She's like, I'm just happy holding where I'm at. So I could have been just wasting my time, my effort, making it more frustrating for me and possibly her too by like, Hey, well, you need to do X, Y, and Z to keep this weight loose. And when she didn't really want to, like she's happy with the weight that she has lost and now she's going to, you know, still work to maintain where she's at. And then we can readdress when things kind of slow down a little bit. So it's really important to have that conversation and you need to do that on a regular basis. The other part she talked about is this, when she talks about eat smarter, it's escape, attention, tangible, and sensory. And we have whole talks just on that one. So if you haven't seen that one, go back to it. But it's a lot where we talk about this, this new trainer that's um, just talking to the client of like, well, you're drinking every night, just stop drinking. Well that doesn't work that well long term if you've been in this industry and you work with people that work every night that drink every night um, so it's more about this finding the replacement and we talk about like okay well maybe if you have uh, carbonated water instead of the alcohol well that might work for a few clients but only if it's that sensory root cause that they're trying to fulfill there and what we see a lot of times it's a lot of that escape so it's, it's, it's matching up that replacement. So if we can find an escape that they enjoy that gives them that same fulfillment of the alcohol, then it's a good replacement. And the compliance becomes so much better because we gave a better recommendation that fits what they are really looking for. And that's the key to this. The other part about this too is never underestimate that your clients are working with you and they want to feel successful in whatever they're doing. I mean, that's human nature, right? We all want to feel like we're doing a good job or we're being successful at something. And also, if we're, if we're getting information or recommendations from you, I, I want to show you that I can do this and, and those type of things. So sometimes think about how much we're giving. Sometimes I notice that we have a tendency to give one suggestion one week. How'd that go? How's that increasing that water going? Eh, it's kind of hard and I just, you know, I don't like the taste of water. It's like, okay, well, and then they start talking about something else. Well, why don't we increase your protein or why don't we do this? And we just keep layering on more and more things before we even get any small sense of compliance or just behavior change from that individual. And so maybe the water isn't the right first one for that person. I'm not saying that, but evaluating whether is it um, that they're just needing some tweaks to be able to execute this on a regular basis or are you truly not getting the right replacement strategy for what they're looking for. So just be thinking about that too. And especially when we're on the floor training, it's real easy to be like, well, have you tried this? Or what about this? Or try the And because you're in the middle of working your sets and reps and they're tired and you're just layering all of this on. So just also be mindful of that because sometimes when people are overwhelmed, they shut down, they don't know where to begin. They'll tell you, yep, absolutely, that sounds great, I'll do it. 
but they get home and they really just don't have any um, framework by which to execute it. The other part of this is I'm super empathetic to these clients and understanding that this is hard for them. Like they're coming in and they're, they're wanting to get started. So they've they made the, the biggest, hardest step. And now they're sitting in front of you and they have the best intentions and you give them good advice and then they come back a week later and they just barely did part of it. I celebrate that. The smallest things that they did that's different than they've done before and it might not change the weight, it might not make them any stronger, but it's, it's, a, it's a nudge in the right direction. And I really encourage that. These, these people need that because most of the people, if we're working with General Pop, I mean, as soon as they walk out of the door, they got family stressors, they got work stressors, they have all these different things. And everything is set up to kind of go on, on autopilot. When they're focusing on their kids or their parents' health or their work, and now they're, they're trying to do this new habit of adding in water, it's, it's easy to forget that. So I'm, I'm very empathetic on that and encouraging and then slowly kind of build from that. And also it's, you know, we've talked about this a little bit before too, is ask a couple of key questions to get a sense of their personality. Do they, do they seem like somebody that just likes to plan everything out? And when they're talking, they kind of reference their schedule a lot or yeah, like I got to put that in the calendar or I'm going to do that. Or they're very specific about their training times because they have it all sort of mapped out. If they're that type of person, use that to help give some ideas of, hey, we're going to increase our water. Can you build a couple of breaks in your day or notifications through your phone or your calendar to remind you to do that? There's apps for that as well, things like that. So are they that type of person or are they somebody that they don't want to have it scheduled out so they just need to get the whole thing filled at the beginning of the day, know by the end of the day to drink it. So asking those kind of questions, listening with some of just the day-to-day -day conversation that you have with them and then tweak your strategies along that style because if we're not matching it with how they're naturally wired and what their typical day looks like a strategy that might have worked for us or another client may not work for them but if we tweak it a little bit we might see a major change in what we like to call compliance so just to recap for your non-compliant client number one make sure that the goals that they're going after and that what you think they're going after they align because that's the most important and second kind of touching base with that EATS model, the escape, attention, tangible sensory, and make sure those align with those replacements that you're giving them. So until next time.